0: On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Lucifer can make it all the way through a family dinner, if John Henry Irons can steal Lois Lane's heart, and if being from the city that never sleeps helped the comic book club live boys watch these shows. All that and more on an all new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode. Um, As host, uh, it's me. It's my job to lead us through all these shows, but I I can't do it alone. I can't do it by myself because there's too many shows. So I've brought in my friends to help me. Here with me as always is my friend Mike. What if you could do it
1: better alone? You've never tried. What if you I'd just locked the studio door and just said, I'm Cassie, I'm doing this one alone?
0: You know, I would love, like, we'd probably get to more information, but at this point, what I've been told through all these years is that what people come for is your and Ryan's dynamic and um, just the bullshit that you guys bring. And that's what I've heard is, like, what everybody comes for.
2: Patently untrue, totally making fun of us, but, Mike, are you saying that she locks us out and then says to us... I'm Cassie, and I'm doing this
0: alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, be under the door.
2: Like, we know and you're Cassie, Cassie. <laughs> like
1: she has a monologue about every episode.
0: My name is Cassie. This is me. I'm a Scorpio, and I will be doing this. And Just then you like guys...
1: Greg Proops, smartest man in the world style of superhero show show. Hey, kittens. This week on Superman and Lois. <laughs> to killer Greg Proops. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> if you knew who that was, you'd love it.
0: <laughs> you'd be dying right now uh yeah i don't know who it is i'm sorry mike but uh i'm i do know who you are so thank you for joining me um we don't ever really get a chance to talk just the two of us so i i don't know we don't have much to talk about because there's nothing big happening like this weekend or anything so i just want to see like how are you doing
1: good good yeah nothing big going on this week i've
2: already been introduced so i am legally allowed to talk
0: i didn't i don't know if we said your name though so you said it
2: about you, you you talked about me that's oh, I did actor. in
0: the third in a roundabout way, I guess so. So Ryan I, lives his
1: life by Beetlejuice rules. You <laughs> mentioned him; he's there.
0: He's gonna come in. All right, we do have another friend here. That's Ryan.
2: Hi. Hi,
0: Ryan. Um, so I'm just really I'm like impressed by your restraint right now because I know this weekend is big for you, and you've yet to mention it. We're too many. It's up. my birthday. <laughs> there it is. Oh shit! There it is. That's what I
1: was like. There's something this weekend, Cassie's referencing that I'm not getting. <laughs>
0: It's that one we almost always forget, um, but we did. Of course, me and Mike did get you a gift, right, Mike? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I think I've got you this uh, this really nice coaster, actually.
2: Oh, it's I, I love it.
0: Thank you. I know.
2: Let me throw I... it into the pile of other coasters I have.
1: Got you this? Well, look, you tell your family when you're ten you like coasters, and that's all you get for the rest of your <laughs> goddamn life. I can't
2: take another coaster-themed <laughs> birthday party.
1: What about a roller coaster? themed birthday party.
2: That would be better than... There are no fucking rings on any of the tables at my house, though. I will tell you that. That's, yeah.
1: Hey, there you go. Got good-looking tables, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and there's my present. That's my yearly birthday compliment. I have good-looking tables.
0: Hey, it's better than last year's. I'm still embarrassed about last year's. But we do have... Um, I guess the other gift can be this show that we have because it is an exciting show. We finally got Lucifer. Is Lucifer a big enough gift for you, Ryan? Nope okay well
1: it's crime fighting (laughs) devil don't think about it
0: (laughs) what more could you want what if i told you i also had an interview at the end of this that you weren't involved in
2: (laughs) Ooh, i like that a lot better there
0: we go okay it had some other guys i talked to uh the guys from comic book club live that's at the end but before that we do have to talk about lucifer even though ryan isn't as excited we're gonna get him excited in this Lucy and the gang come back right where they left off. Big Daddy Allstate God is on Earth and wants to talk to his boys. This means a family dinner with Lucy, Michael, Amenadil, and Linda. Meanwhile, Amaze still wants a soul, and Chloe sees Lucy as projecting his issues on the case of the week. Taste buds, I ask you this. With the show trying to find everyone's point of view, are the family dynamics made stronger or watered down?
2: Uh, I think they. yeah, I think this was a really strong episode uh, because of that, because the family dynamics are, like, it's now coasting. So much on character interactions uh-huh. that, I mean, does this honestly set the record for least cared about case of the week in the history of procedural <laughs> television? Like, I don't know. Lucifer's never really cared, but holy shit, is this an afterthought?
0: I did want I feel like
1: there was one episode where Chloe started to tell him about it. You were like, I don't have time.
0: I did want to talk about that, though, because you could feel how little everybody cared about this. They were like, I don't know, we could film at a mini golf course, and that's the part they cared the most about. And they were like, and there's a case there. I don't care about it, though.
2: We, even, we almost, almost got a fucking go kart race and, <laughs> and, and Lucifer stopped it. And like, we don't have time for it. Yeah. We just don't Look, have time.
1: We have to sit around a dinner table. What are you doing with this go kart race?
2: That's, a, that's the only part that bummed me out, though. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh I wanted to see more of this character who thought that getting on a go kart on a go kart track would be a good way to get away from <laughs> the police. Yeah.
0: You're stuck in a circle, you fool. (laughs) Those ones, it's just a straight line. Even on that one, like it would end. It's a drag race on that one. Like it would end at a point. Like, (laughs)
2: Uh, but other than that, I was more than happy for them to spend as much time with the family as possible.
1: Yeah, I I think that the family dynamics are great. It's they're so frustrating because they're so real. God is a dickhead. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's a piece of shit. Also, in this show, is a dickhead. Uh, the fact that he's just like, boys, you should hug Michael. Michael is a simpering rat. It's so clear. Like, it's infuriating that God is just like, you're all the same. And Amenadiel turns back into a little, ah, it's so, and Linda, Linda fucking crushes watching it and her trying to get out of family yeah. dinner. Yeah, And Amenadiel be like, you're so close.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that they did include Linda in it just for like the, the like tension break, like her praying over it was perfect. Her praying over the meal and just thanking God who was literally right there for the most mundane things. Or
2: her revelation of like, that's why everything tastes like chicken. You fucking (laughs) love chicken. (laughs) And she, I think she expected and I expected too. everybody to be like, Oh yeah. But they just sit there being like, (laughs) what the fuck?
1: But some, I want to break that. She thanks of course, God for the food, the company, oceans, napkins, shoes and life. Uh the next time I'm at a family dinner, just word for word, I'm going to lift this.
2: What if your grandma was like, "You watch Lucifer?" Yeah. Oh, that's your mom's voice, never mind.
1: <laughs> well, my grandma just sounds like my mom but a little huskier.
2: A little huskier than your mom. <laughs> Oof. That's a that's quite a voice.
0: Uh but how do we feel about um Allstate being God? Can you guys see him as God or is he just Allstate? Is it was a little hard for me. I
1: I mean, right now the the Allstate run of commercials is that he's trying to act, and people just keep talking about Allstate because he's there. Mm. So I, I don't know if life <laughs> imitated art.
2: I just want to be like totally upfront here. Pull the curtain back. Just be honest with our audience, especially if you only listen to superhero and not movie of the year. Uh, Mike Gravano is a diehard progressive fan, <laughs> and yeah. so anything related to In my other-
1: politics and my insurance. <laughs>
2: Anything related to other insurances or insurance commercials, he automatically hates. So he's like, oh, is it the all guy? I don't even notice.
1: <laughs> Flo probably should have been God, because she is, but this guy's fine. He does have the voice for it. Yeah. He's- I, yeah. Based on like their, their handsomeness and broad shoulders, you can see that Amenadiel's his son.
0: Yeah. And then it is like... I forgot how good, like, Tom Ellis does at playing the two roles. Like, him being Michael there, like, ready to cry at any moment. And then him, like, going off at the head of the table, too. Like, I did enjoy getting both of them back again.
2: But I think that, Mike, what you were talking about earlier, like, that family is a shitty Michael. Me and Cassie's podcast family has a shitty Michael. And the right. way to deal with it is to have a lot of patience, have a lot of conversations. I'm sorry, Mike I.L., it's <laughs> Ryan Cassie and Mike IL. Um but Lucifer basically for the last season and a half has seemed like a really like just childish kind of baby fucker. No, I mean he's acting like a thick <laughs> man and he's a and he's a fucker. Um just a petulant little child because of his yeah. daddy issues. And now we see that he's not like screaming, he's not abusive, but he's just very co- he's the worst kind of abusive dad or not caring dad, which is uh, no, guys, I don't care what Michael did. Just be nice to him. And then there's right. a little bit of convincing, and he's like, "Okay, Michael, you're banished." Then does, uh, yeah. does that work for everyone?
1: And that he—he, he, it's that he's so calm, and he does do the mysterious ways. He doesn't a clear answer would make everybody. And he's just always just like, "You'll figure it out." They're like, "What does that mean?" And he just like shrugs. Though the yeah. one time I enjoyed that when he Maze shows up and he's like, "I made you my favorite drink," and she looks at it, and she's like, "That's not my favorite drink," and his. We'll see. I did enjoy. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: And her, like, moment of the week or acting of the week is her face drinking it and then taking the the second biggest gulp of anything I've ever seen in my life.
0: I do want to, because there was one moment, like, uh, Lucifer does call him out you know he's like if we can get one straight answer like that was a heartbreaking moment where he's like just tell me like if you love us like he dropped Mm -hmm. all of his pretenses and was like this is this will solve it all give us one straight answer and he still couldn't even then like that was like they've done really good at portraying like this unloving father
2: and he's usually like when he doesn't give straight answers it's he's not like i don't know he he." (laughs) he's like like, oh well if you don't be a father to your children, then your children end up being the father to you or whatever like yeah. fucking fake poetic bullshit. And this one is really, it, it. it's more political than like philosophical. It's just like, well, uh, I have not looked into the paperwork yet of whether or not I love you and I'm not ready to give a statement at this time.
1: It felt so old school, dad. It, it's yeah. crazy how mm-hmm. many people, even in our generation, you hear that their dad never said I love you to them. They're like, said it to my mom, said it to my sister, didn't say it to me. I'm like, that's insane. Like, I do... God
2: is so old, lucky. he's like a dad like, from the 50s.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, ew, that's old. <laughs> to the moon, Lucifer.
0: <laughs> he does have that, like, manipulative thing of making them feel bad for it, though, because his response was something like, if you have to ask that, like, I guess I don't. And I was like, what yeah. What a fucking shitty-ass like, answer.
2: Ass clown. But I think, at least with these three kids, I don't know how many there are. Right? Is it infinite? I mean, we're all God's well, children. I thought we but- were
1: all <laughs> God's children, but these are, like, the actual God's children.
2: Um, with these three kids, it feels like that they have stopped doing the, like, the fawning and the fighting to get his love and just like, uh-huh. you know what, then? How am I going to use you to my advantage? Like, mm-hmm. even a Mendel, right. who is, like, the most altruistic, let's say, of the group, <laughs> um, is just like, fine, then I'll use you to turn my son into an angel and I'll become mortal. Just... Because you know he's going to die and suffer. You like you know that. And he's like, ah, I can't do it. And Emmanuel's like, well, fucking what do you do then, bro? Like, what, <laughs> what would you say you do here?
0: <laughs> he makes chicken, and that's it. It's really good drinks and chicken. Um, But speaking of relationships, I do want to talk about Chloe and Lucifer's. Because I like what they've done with Chloe, where no matter what bullshit Lucifer brings, up until the end, like, she was always able to see past it, which was refreshing. Because normally, like, when a show, when the people get together, they got to throw in some nonsense. Which this one started with like him having the family issues, and he was like, "I think I need like a little bit of time or whatever." And she just saw right past it. Was like, "Oh, it's with the family." Well, that's
2: that's what was awesome about Chloe this who was like in for, in the show for like two minutes, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome because she understands what it's like to be with a man child, which mm-hmm. is you have to look past the tantrums and figure out what's actually going on. And two, she figured out. what the writers did in like halfway through season two of like oh the case of the week is thematically connected (laughs) to whatever else is going on she straight up says that about
1: her own life (laughs) Chloe how did you not realize this four years ago
2: (laughs) (laughs) what case are you working on this week Chloe it'll help you solve your uh, family at home problems too
0: I think this also showed, like, how little the writers cared about the case of the week. Because even during the interview, like, when they're interrogating the people, like, that was just like, no, this is your Michael. And (laughs) all this. it was like, at (laughs) no point was it a case. Uh,
2: Did you guys cast us with the three golf, uh, mini golf children?
0: Oh, I did it. Did you?
2: Of course.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Cassie's the grouchy old, like, cleaning man.
0: (laughs) Yes. Good.
1: (laughs) Ryan's the lady, and I'm the handsome dumb one.
0: Checks out. That's it. That's it. That's the one.
1: And the board is Lionel Luther, whatever his name was here. Oh, Peter Peterson. Oh,
2: how, how have we not gotten to John Glover, star of Smallville?
1: And nothing else.
0: Oh,
2: and yeah. Gremlins Two. He played the Trump character in yes. Gremlins Two: The New Batch.
0: <laughs> I think his name. Yep. Is. I did actually watch this episode with uh, Caitlin. Uh who you guys got hooked on Smallville and it took about two seconds for this man to be on screen for her to start screaming of like Lionel Luther and I was like, Are you sure?
2: <laughs> yeah, well I mean he doesn't have his Lionel mane of hair. So.
0: Yeah, aw oh, it's so
1: good. And he didn't Such get a good mane of hair.
0: He didn't get to take his shirt off. We didn't see how shredded this old man is. I didn't know if he was still shredded.
1: Oh, you know he is. <laughs>
0: But yeah, it was like it was crazy to see him, and then just be a very brief moment. I was like, "Look this guy's still going." Yeah, yeah,
2: he's a he's a hottie. Um, the, uh, the one thing <laughs> about uh, Lucy and Chloe, though, that I do want to talk about is I'm not sure that it stuck the landing. I know this is the first episode, and there's 15 more out there waiting for us. Or 15, s- seven more. In the second half, seven more. Five B. <laughs> um, but. I, I, like, I can't take this stuff anymore. Of, like I, I can't t- say I love you because, like, fucking this is, like, classic. I'm in high school and I think it's deep yeah. and dark because I listen to the Smiths to say shit like this. Like, mm-hmm. just fucking I, you're going to be a baby with your dad. Just be a yeah. like a grown up with the with the Chloe. Just be a grown up with the Chloe.
1: Be a grown yeah. up with the Chloe.
0: Yeah, it did. It was a real bummer up to the end because I was so proud of what they were doing. And then to have him be like, well, if my dad can't love, that also means it's not in me. But he's already been like, that's what he went through the first or this previous season and already realized that he was in love. And I was like, motherfucker, just...
2: Mike, do you love people? Yes. Proof that it's possible then.
1: (laughs) Wait, oh... Mike I'm just realizing some family issues yeah. that you're, you're hinting at. <laughs> well, just
2: recognize that they do are directly thematically related to whatever we're talking about right now. <laughs> the
1: show of the week.
0: And that's where I'm hoping, like, because we are watching this a week by week, I'm hoping like this one, like in the next episode gets resolved. Like he pulls his head out of the ass out of his ass. It, Did
2: you see what the next episode is? No. Okay.
0: We'll, we'll
2: is get it to the that. musical? We'll get to that at the end of the show.
0: Ooh. So I, I'll we'll see. allow a couple episodes. I'll have a threshold, but it will start to get annoying. So hopefully, but I feel like the writers are normally good about getting past this bullshit, like, soon enough.
2: Stuff so many, like so this, but sh- definitely not specifically this. Yeah. This one, they've, it's been a problem.
0: True,
1: true yeah. that. So many, so many shows, Uh, when they have the will they won't they, the minute that they, they will, they're like, we don't know what to do. So they keep putting fake things in the way instead of, like, look around the world and how many, like, couples get along and their <laughs> lives are still dramatic and dumb like, like there could be other drama outside of these two
2: my life has significantly more drama now that i'm with someone than before i was with someone but, uh, but it's not
1: because you and your wife are like and i can't be with you every other day no we say that now
2: um <laughs> but yeah like it really does feel like tv and mo- and movies have an issue with showing relationships it's either the yes. the startup or the downfall
0: yeah uh, real quick before we go, we do also have Mazikeen, and I want to know, because she was going through it before we left her, and now she finally gets, like, she was working to get a soul, and she knows at no point is she going to get a soul. Do you think she'll, like, accept this Will she takes God's no. words of, like, you're perfect? I just want her to do, I want her to come around. It,
1: and this is, like, it was clear she was confused, and for him to just be like, I mean that you don't need one because it's actually frivolous, you are what you need to be, you, you have all the things a soul would have, you just don't have that, like... But instead, he just said no. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're I, fine. <laughs> I would have liked a
2: little more clarity. I don't. I think that the reason that they couldn't have God be clear and like solve this problem for Mazikeen, which, by the way, for some reason, Cassie, the way you said it was like Penny from Happy Endings. What's it? It's like a Mazikeen.
0: A Mazikeen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but Mazikeen is going to have some role. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be full-on villain, but some role with Michael throughout the rest of the series yeah. and or the rest of the season. And so that's why God can't give clear answers. God's sort of like the perfect character for TV writers. I can't solve the problem right now. I totally could. But I can't because we need to stretch this out for longer.
1: Yeah, I'll solve all the problems in a speech. In seven weeks.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, so you guys do think we're keeping Mike IEL for the rest of this season, even though he's banned? We're yeah. still going to get yeah. Mike IEL?
1: He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd be like, oh, I'm banned? Okay.
2: Well, I, I would think if you were banned by God, you would just end up, like, go somewhere. You would just be somewhere else all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, all right, I'm going to hit the bar, see what else is up tonight, call some homies.
0: He was just chilling. It was not an instant thing. It's a very chill banishment. I always thought it was an instant, but it was very chill.
2: I like to uh, sometimes I like to point out when my wife is walking through the room when I watch this stuff, she's a lot like the, the gay guy from Airplane who just rolls through the room and says something. Um, when God got mad at his family for arguing and called down like thunder and lightning, my wife walked by and she was like, Oh, real scary, God. And then just <laughs> kept on walking. <laughs> Didn't see anything before that or after that.
1: Didn't even know that guy was playing God.
0: Nope. <laughs> well,. Uh, it's got to make it so much better. Um, oh, yeah.
2: Please, everyone have a Stephanie walking through walk rooms through. while you're watching
0: TV. <laughs> that is about all the time we have, though. I do have time to talk about some websites. Uh, Mike, what is this website? You're always building a website. What's the one this week? Why
2: you Who always knows? be building websites? You always this be
0: building these. This one
1: is going to be gangbusters. It's called betterbuy.net. I go and buy things from Best Buy, and I sell them cheaper on
0: better buy. <laughs> okay. We're going
1: to rake in the dough.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Now Cassie remember that we're trying to sell him websites, not business plans. So yeah. <laughs> We <laughs> no, just have to ha- ignore that part.
0: Business plan. Uh, I'm so yeah, invested in a business
1: in- sh- sh- shoot from the seat of the pants. Kind of <laughs>
0: I really want to dig into this. I feel like this is a big business plan. We'll talk off air on that though. So, you need this to kind of work like a Craigslist? You need it to like show up like each of your listings of what each product and everything? Are people bidding on it or is it if, just.
1: No, it's like a store. If Craigslist is the kind of like podunk place you get, it's like bestbuy.com, but it's betterbuy.net. So, okay. I've been trying to just recreate their website, but like flip the blues and yellows. Actually,
2: I do sort of like this idea because. You could read it not as it's better than Best Buy, but as a threat, better buy better. or be <laughs> oh, real yeah. shame if something happened to your house.
1: There's a countdown <laughs> the minute they click on the thing and they don't know what
0: it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Mike, if it is, if you're making it look like Best Buy, essentially you do have your template that you're working off of, but are you going to try to make it yourself here? Or are you just going to try to like drag in your products into there?
1: I, I have a notebook and mechanical pencils and I've been designing it that way. Okay. I saw you and taped I've been a- trying to figure out.
0: You taped
2: a Game Boy Advance to your computer. Is that what you're using to build the website? I
1: think yeah, because I, I think so. And then I'll tape the notebook to the Game Boy Advance, and then eventually just get to the computer. Lots of tape.
2: Lots, Lots of tape.
0: tape. That's that's the key here. All right, Mike. I do I do feel like this is going to go places. So I'm going to help you out here. You got it. You got to reach out to somebody oh, else. Yeah. The Game Boys are not going to work. You if people are going to buy, and they better buy. They got to You do go to cybersprout.net um they they're gonna be able to handle it they're gonna work with you hand in hand they focus on collaboration so you tell them i want to look like best buy but it's better buy i want the same colors and everything they'll do it for you they have no problem no, with that
1: colors so i don't get sued
0: yeah and blue that was is
1: yellow yellow is blue and
0: they would tell you that they were if you didn't if you were like i want it to be a one-for-one one scale they'd be like hey you're gonna get sued here so let us help you out oh here.
1: i love it so cybersprout.net for your legal advice your legal advice as well <laughs> they handle it all <laughs>
0: But if you did want to build it on your own, they got drag and drop templates. You are not doing that though. It's out of your hands. No,
1: I'm lazy. I don't want to do
0: that. Yeah. But they do focus on security, and that's gonna be huge. They can do maintenance backup, speed optimization. They got it all. Cybersprout.net, your partner for the digital world. But uh, that's all the time we have to talk about websites and Lucifer. Coming up next, it's our pull list. <laughs> We are back, and it's time for the poll list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Modoc.
2: The second and third episodes of Modoc find Modoc dealing with the first stages of divorce, a sentence I always knew I would write one day. <laughs> the second <laughs> episode finds Modoc making one last-ditch effort to save his marriage by taking his wife back in time to see the Third Eye Bliden concert they missed at the beginning of their relationship. The third episode features the classic Every Other Weekend at Dad situation as Modoc is forced to drag his kids to a bumble seminar. Taste buds, I ask you this: We're past the first episode, and our premise is set. Is MODOK officially delivering on the premise promise?
1: Yeah, it's it's super villain, but this super like we're only we're not seeing him fight against Iron Man or Captain America. It's this super villain. It, we're also getting the weekend dad of MODOK, like it's just him dealing with his family.
0: Yeah, I didn't know, like, that was going to be what it's mainly going to focus on. Like, I could have gone, like, we do av- have who, like, our big bad is, which is who we thought now. Um, but I could have gone with just him trying to be a divorced dad. Like, just that plot alone was working.
2: Okay, so the, the, prom- the premise promise is there, but also wasn't the promise sort of being funny?
1: Oh. I was You're al- telling me you did not like the line in the second episode, kids will still do stuff as a family, signing divorce papers, ugly custom b- battle. You'll be part of all of that from his wife. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> or uh, you'll be the like the next in a long line of kids who are actually at fault for the divorce. Um, <laughs> it was. I thought the third episode was a big step up, but the second episode was, I found to be almost devoid of laughter.
0: Devoid? Is the second one now was, oh, the third eye blind. You yes. didn't find the whole th- bit relying on third eye blind funny?
2: Well, no, cuz that's reality. That's my actual life. Yeah. yeah. So... Did you not
1: find it funny because third eye blind was a joke and at some point Modoc does say turns out doing nothing but catching up on years of pop culture is lonely? And that <laughs> felt like a direct attack on us.
2: And how hard was that for Patton Oswalt to say as well? Like I, I read know. a book about h- who him who going through that this exact line? thing. <laughs> Um, but I I think the third one was a big step up as far as laughter goes and I think it's because of the thing I said when we watched the first one it's the daughter the daughter is yeah. responsible for the best stories and dialogue I, her yeah, like I, her a, ability to like come up with the lines like the insults just by looking at somebody for three seconds <laughs> that was as near and dear to my heart as going to a third high blind show
1: teaching dad to be a mean girl is a funny fucking plot it. line for a show
0: yeah, yeah. And the fact that that's how they bond like it was like you got to see this family be a piece of shit together and it was really entertaining.
2: And that's actually I think the most uh, I don't know original plot line too is that if you look at uh, the arc of pop culture over our lifetimes where it went from these girls being the lead character of shit to these girls being wait hold on aren't they awful people (laughs) to now yeah, they're fucking budding supervillains like that is how this naturally should have worked.
0: Right. And they had a good balance between the two kids. Like, they showed that they're, like, shitty kids in their own ways. Because the one, they still had his son, like, just at the hotel ordering everything and, like, just, like, making people mm-hmm. bring everything to the store or to the hotel. Which was, like, the <laughs> uh, the store. Which is, like, I'm glad they didn't rely on that too much because it is a go-to, like, John Ralphio thing. Like, anytime you have been Schwartz, you could just make him, like, this annoying little... Yeah. I, I
1: love Benny Schwaz, but I feel like the show is using him in the right amount of very small tidbits. Yeah.
2: If yeah. I could recast, actually, I would go with uh, Thomas Barbuska.
1: Who's Thomas Barbuska?
2: Does he look familiar to you at
0: all? Is uh, He does, but where is he from? I uh, your he, words? Describe
2: him. He was this little shit. He's always this little shit kid from, I think I first saw him in a wet hot Netflix TV oh, show. Oh, Yeah. Spin-off. Um, that's who I think the the son could use a little bit more of, and then he was in the show The Mick, and then he's in, now in the show Chad on TBS, which is very funny. They've got the movies and the laughter. <laughs> they love drama.
1: Are you fucking paid by this kid's
0: agent. What's going on? <laughs> and big TBS.
2: But I feel like that they're not letting Benny Schwaz go off. And I I that that kid does the only thing that's really working for me right now is uh, is it Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nines? Yeah, the daughter
0: Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wait,
2: is the character's name Melissa?
1: Yeah, as is the
2: as is the actress actress Pumero. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. The second one was definitely a big part up. I do like how like they are treating the divorce and like the jo- divorce jokes are like those ones are landing for me at least at the very least. The whole building smells like soup. That
2: yeah. is <laughs> the
1: divorced dad's place to live.
2: I actually have an issue. I'm very sensitive to that. Like it's hard for me to go <laughs> through hospitals because every room smells like not just soup but hot soup. Like why was this? soup so hot god damn it and And
1: then it's one of those jokes that he says it and then later when he's telling the kids their weekend he's like we can go to any of my neighbors for lunch for soup um the
2: the never-ending story intro to the i think the second episode is sort of what i'm talking about here is that you've got this whole world that is sort of like ripe for parody and there's so much of it that is not being worked with in the mcu uh-huh. Um or any sort of Marvel thing, except for you, this is all we have. And then to go for a, another never-ending story parody, that I don't like when, when I'm reminded of Robot Chicken.
1: MODOK is riding Fing-Fang Foom yeah. in his dream. I also thought we were going to get Fing-Fang Foom. And no, it's just in a dream.
2: This is his second appearance, though. Um, He was all, he played a waiter in the first... He played. Uh, <laughs> he was signed to a two-episode deal. Um. But I, I do think there's this weird thing with people that are a little bit older than us. Like, uh, basically, Gen Xers and Fin Fang Foom. They just fucking love that <laughs> dragon. They love the name. There's something about it. Like You know how they all love Dazzler for some reason? Sure. Who doesn't love the disco?
0: Um. But if it keeps on with, like, I think it's found, hopefully it picks up with, like, where it's been on the third episode and keeps going from there. I feel like they'll get to. They know what their strong points are. I think I don't know why they put that second episode in, but I think they got like that out of their system. Whatever why would
1: that they was. Put that in. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I like. The, I also they're they're getting better and sharper at their Silicon Valley digs. Mm. The in the second episode, there's there's a few Austin moments, and then just the whole party vibe of is this work? Is this we're supposed to get shit faced? Uh, there's a line Austin says that having worked in tech for a little bit is fucking perfect because he says, how about I drop by in 59 minutes with a couple of Tapo Chico's Uh and we get to mow This is just normal sparkling water, but people in this (laughs) world go nuts for Tapo Chico. I do not understand why it's better than other sparkling water. It was very on brand and on point.
2: It's because it feels like that. I mean, you're just drinking your same old classic bougie water with bubbles, but this feels like retro and ethnic and look at us just being cool. It's, It's hipster bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I think broke he figured it
1: open.
2: Thank
0: you. <laughs> he figured it out. Um, that is almost all the time we have to talk about Modok, though. So let's go ahead and go to moments of the week. Ryan, what do you get?
2: Uh, my moment of the week is that I think that one of the issues with me is that Modok is having a hard time selling me on the fact that it can do it, it's it's doing character stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And it, what it wants me to do is for every moment of the week say, "Oh my God, they said the ultimate nullifier." That's right. I, I know what that is from comic books. But the one time in the first three episodes where they actually sold me on the character stuff was Modoc sort of realizing that his mean girl bitch daughter is who is awesome at being a villain. It's because she's in pain as well. And I feel like we're almost at the point where right. I give a shit, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And remember that, Ryan, in about 16 years.
2: <laughs> when I finally become the mean girl I was born to be.
0: Yes. When you reach peak mean girl. Uh, Mike, what about you?
1: Uh Mine is less uh thoughtful. It Modoc sadly singing semi joint kinda of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh so hard. And
2: god, yeah, that other third eye blind song, what is it? Turn
1: around back to Oh I, I forgot back. about that one. That yeah, song no.
2: is all <laughs> up in that episode. <laughs>
0: I thought they had the rights to only that one, and then they played another one. I was like, oh, they got two. All right, hell yeah.
2: If you watch TV with subtitles like I do, it basically becomes karaoke. Like, the, all the <laughs> words are on the screen, and you can just sing along.
0: Uh, my Mom of the Week, also less thoughtful than Ryan's. It was just the kids claiming the stuff in the divorce. Like, it opens up to yeah. them just putting post-its yeah. on all the shitty stuff that they want. And That's nope. actually
2: pretty accurate to realize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And nobody wanting the blender. I love. I love the jokes about that blender as well. Those ones are working for me. Do you mean, do you, do you mean the Android? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the blender. <laughs> I believe
2: he's a toaster, Cassie. Yeah, oh, my bad. <laughs> do you guys recognize him?
1: Uh, from the comics, or do you mean the voice? The voice. It is. It's one of the dailies, but not the one you would think.
2: It's the Daily Show.
0: <laughs> the whole dang show. Uh, Modoc is on Hulu. You should watch it week by week with us, though. Our next show is Jupiter's Legacy. On episodes 6 and 7 of Jupiter's Legacy, Mama Mama Grace is questioning the no-kill code after young superhero Ghostbeam dies. Even after another death, the the team still has business to handle, so they bring in the contract killer Raikou, who happens to be Walt's estranged daughter, to help him get into Blackstar's mind. Meanwhile, happening in the past, Sheldon, Walt, Grace, and Egg Dude have made it to the island and find themselves at a dead end. This causes them to start beating the shit out of each other until Grace stops them and tells them the island is making them fight. Turns out this was the test they needed to pass for the aliens to give them powers. Taste buds, I ask you, if you were stranded on a deserted island ran by aliens putting you through a test, what three items would you bring?
2: To, okay. Like, to prepare for this test?
0: To, just, yep, to prepare for whatever this test could be. Well,
2: I'm going to bring a skillet, because I heard there's an egg dude.
1: There is an egg dude. <laughs> hey, you crack <laughs> him in the head with the egg, and then you got <laughs> breakfast. There's this thing called an e-tool, which is like a foldable shovel with a sharpened, jagged edge on one side. So, I'm definitely going to use that. Dig holes for your poop, and then slit somebody's <laughs> throat with
2: it. Why are, why is it called e-tool if it's not online?
1: I think it's for everything.
2: Mm, it's for electronic also mike keep in mind though when you dig a hole for your poop that poop then becomes a different weapon that you could fling around launch it with the e-tool i don't like to talk about poop the board told me to like (laughs) we're gonna do it on twitter (laughs) and we're gonna do it now
0: and that's the only reason uh jupiter's legacy is on a netflix our next wait hold on
2: cassie sorry can we talk about this real quick what so there was a big to do this week about jupiter's uh legacy being canceled did you guys read about this? Was
0: there? No. Nah.
2: Okay, so everybody like the the show did boffo box office numbers. It was the number one show this week. Um but everybody's freaking out about why it was canceled. I just want to let you guys know that the way that the Mark Millar comic books worked was that he would do six issues and then he would continue the story in a different six issues with a different title. Mm-hmm. And they're clearly doing that too. So don't get super excited about the fact that we don't have to watch this shit anymore. (laughs) What they did was they let the actors out of their contracts because it's very Uh, expensive to keep actors under contract, especially if you don't, you're not going to move ahead with them, like you know, filming more episodes. And so the next, they canceled Jupiter's Legacy, quote unquote, and are now working on Super Crooks, which was part two of Uh, Mark Millar's comic book thing. Wow. So we are we are going to have more of this. So the big question is, why are they doing this when? everyone seems to hate Jupiter's Legacy. Right. And well, an- you said Bafo boxers. Yeah, the answer is that no matter what, everybody watched it, and they do believe that no matter what, everyone will watch it again.
1: I'm <laughs> part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> sorry.
0: We are leading to this. Uh, you can watch it still. It is on Netflix. Our next show is Van Helsing.
2: On this week's episode of Van Helsing, Axel and Julius continue their search for the Van Helsings. Meanwhile, Violet and Ivory try to decipher a new clue all the while, staying one step ahead of the dark one. Taste buds, I ask, I ask you this: Should more people be deciphering clues about where the fuck Vanessa Helsing is? <laughs> We've got about four episodes left, and the main, the titular character has not shown up.
0: It's insane, and everybody, like you said, yeah, they should be putting more time to that. I haven't heard anybody be like, "Where's our main? Where's the main story?" Besides us, that's all we keep saying is, "Where's the main people?"
2: If she was pregnant during filming. Have her carry a box. Carry a box. She's just always carrying a box. Yeah. It's not that She's hard. She's always
1: a box. She's in a cardigan while fighting vampires. Is she under contract still? Is she getting boffo box dollars maybe, by being on the show but not being on the
0: show?
2: Maybe Variety Mike is right. Maybe she got box box off his box dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For holding a box in front of her belly. <laughs> Van Helsing is on Fridays on the Sci-Fi Channel. Our next show is Superman and Lois. On this week's episode of Superman and Lois, everybody be learning things as the Clark family learns about alternate Lois's relationship with Irons, and we learn about Lois' traumatic past of losing a child. Meanwhile, Clark is learning about the stockpile of kryptonite weapons the general has has after having to fight both Irons and Edge in experimental supers in said room. After the showdown, Iron starts to learn that he can maybe trust this Clark, but before he fully can trust him and fight alongside him, he has to go on a little RV journey. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you.
2: Which is still camping. <laughs>
0: It's still camping. There's an RV. It counts. But I ask you, how did this episode handle Lois's traumatic experience?
2: I mean, this is the big question, right? It's a CW show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It. it th- this is what we've talked about. Like this and Black Lightning are in a different class because they can handle adult problems. I don't know if this is at Black Lightning level yet, but I don't want to see the Flash's attempt at handling Iris's <laughs> miscarriage. Oh, please where... don't
2: ask Candace Patton to do anything like this. Like what we saw tonight.
1: Yeah. Where, yeah, I think, I think. Lois pulled it off. The therapist, like, it was good advice. You're saying, like, you're not guilty. It happened to you. You have to embrace that sometimes you're not in control. Like, on a CW show. Yeah.
2: I mean, Black Lightning clearly can do this. Their theme song is, I saw a man handling adult problems the other night. He was black. So <laughs> that show has it. But yeah, I yeah. like, watching this actress and this writing, and, you know, it's not HBO. Right. It is TV. But uh, this is something that... It really, I think it did. It, they took a swing. They took a big swing and it proved that they belong in, they belong in a field where we watch the show as opposed to <laughs> these other CW shows. Well, well,
1: I my my biggest annoyance about it is the framing that we're a week later and she's in therapy and we don't know what happened for so long. Where it could have just been a normal that didn't draw me in. I rolled my eyes and mm. she's like, I said something I shouldn't have said. And then, like, they they really hinted around her miscarriage for a while. Like, I wonder, it's like, well, kids are watching this. We don't want to put that in the first 10 minutes and then, like, have the 15-year-olds turn it off. Like, we want them to stay for Jonathan and Jordan.
0: They did do – it was – like, I like that – the person, like, when we, she was, like, you know, I went off on somebody. But I do, like, I would have never expected them to make that her, like, favorite son, essentially. Like, the golden child that she went off of. And that be the way we find out of, like, how she still has, like, issues from this. Like, that was deeper than I would have thought this show would have ever pulled off.
2: That and, like, using a therapist is often a screenwriting hack move. Like, oh, wait, I can just have the character talk their feelings <laughs> and thoughts? Like, this is awesome. Um, but I think the show did a really good job because... If you, Even if you're Lois Lane, if you have a miscarriage, you should go see a therapist. And the therapist even gives her a little bit of shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you're busy, bro, but come and talk to me. And the fact that she broke down in front of the therapist because she was, you know, forced to face all this trauma, that's that's how a therapist should be used in screenplays, I think.
1: Right. Yeah. And then I also like the different, and it's pretty subtle. I don't think this show is trying to be like, here's the kind of parents Lois and Clark are, and here's the kind of parents Kyle and Lana are. They but aren't, but did, they are. <laughs> but we did get a. Kyle's the kind of parent who would force his daughter to do a thing she doesn't want to do by promising he'll help her and then not show up because he's annoyed he didn't get, get a job that he didn't apply for.
2: And then did he go get drunk in a bar? <laughs>
1: yes. Because he got bad news.
0: Because he he found out he could be a special boy and he went and got drunk. So I'm a white male.
2: (laughs) I think the biggest problem was that he he was going to be forced to play his guitar in front of an audience and not in front of a barbecue. Like he does his best guitar playing (laughs) while barbecuing.
1: Look, I'm in full control of my backyard. Maybe people will mutter and roll their eyes, but they won't say anything. These kids might (laughs) devastate me in this auditorium, they
0: could be so cruel. But it was like I like how they handled that too because they even with her. What's his? Her, I can't remember his daughter's name. Sarah. 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 So, like, they did have, like, when they when it started off with him, like, let's go do this thing. I'll help you. Like, I want you to audition. Which, like, he was pushing her, but he was like, I'll be there with you. And mm-hmm. I was like, are they going to try to make him a good guy? And then, no. <laughs> yeah. They super wore it. But they did have her be like, like, it's a very real thing to have that, like, at the end of just, like, don't promise me anything. Yeah. Like, you can't, yeah. you're uh, not capable of it. Like, don't say anything to me anymore.
2: She's the parent now. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> and her, her whole, like, uh, bop, bop, shh
0: Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Shut your drunk face! And yeah, he was—he was on
2: the verge of tears, and I think he was more upset because she walked away before she could see his tears. He was like, "Well, then, yeah. why, <laughs> right. am why am I crying?" Crying,
1: and then he punched a hole in the wall. It's also—he's the kind of piece of shit who a woman he's met twice, Leslie Lesserson, who works for Morgan Edge, said one thing, and his wife was like, "You weren't up for the job." I don't know why she yeah. said that. Yeah. And he's like, "I'm gonna believe this stranger." Yeah. Fuck you, wife. The
2: only thing, like, the thing that would make all of this more realistic is for. Emmanuel Chikri, Ch- I've never said this actress's name out loud. Uh, Lana, Lana, to just be like, Lana. "Fucking divorce, please!" Like, what yes. the fuck am I doing here?
0: Yeah, it's got, it's got to end there. It has to. But I do. You can't
1: say you're staying together for the kids. The kids hate him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so.
2: She has, she has permanent like, oh my goodness, let's get to the car face. Like she's just <laughs> embarrassed of him, even when it's just the two of them alone in a room. <laughs>
0: Um, but aside from all this family stuff, we did also get the whole pass with irons and like we got, uh, Lois knows everything. And I'm on, unjust- I like the pacing of this, of not dragging this out anymore. Yeah. Yes. Like,
2: our, our, our major plot line that we started at the beginning of this the season is now done guys. Like mm-hmm. we have to move on to new things now. And yeah. like, I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm excited that they're like, uh, Yeah, let's close the book on it.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, Agents of Shield got better when they started doing like pods, like six episode runs. And this isn't—it's there's other stuff that's still going on, obviously. So it's not going to be that clearly defined. But the the main propulsion of the first handful of episodes is done, and now they do something else that's so much smarter than twenty four episodes of being like, "But who is he?" Yeah, and having everybody learn one at a time every four episodes. But.
2: I don't know if this makes sense, but like there's story going on, but not plot going on, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's all of these character interactions that are definitely not settled and like we need more work on. But plot wise, we have a clean slate right now, you know, like we, we could just do whatever.
0: Yeah, well, they do have... There's still the super like army being built, essentially. Like Now we're just trying to form a team to go against these the um, edge-putting like Krypton alien bodies or whatever into these human beings. The edge lord. I would say
1: <laughs> that is the messiest part because at first it seemed like people were just getting powers, mm-hmm. and then somebody here said, like, we should have all have known this for episodes, yeah. that yeah. Kry- <laughs> Kryptonians are possessing them. Yeah. But all of them... That has not been clear. It was a or real.
2: It was a real Jeff Goldblum watched the season finale of this season ahead of time and then just like sort of puts it all together. Oh well, if you just buy it out,
0: it's of course. I felt like when they said that, and I was like, "Was that there all along?" I felt so dumb. Yeah. like, I was like, "Wait, it's Kryptons? <laughs> like Kryptonians. In Cassie's their watching
2: this, and she's like, "I'll never be Lois Lane."
1: Because Tag the kid was still a Tag Leslie. Mm-hmm. As far as it's still like everybody who's gotten the powers. Other than Rossetti, I think, the guy in the army who showed up with powers this episode, they've all stayed themselves. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, well, let's pretend it's this now. It's yeah. like sloppy.
0: They do have, um, I don't know if we're going to like, we get more of Clark like addressing the general or Lois's dad about like having all these weapons or if it is just settled of like, I have to protect this place. Dude, it was
2: so dude on dude. Uh, the dad who is just so clearly a piece of shit, he's just like, well, yeah, i I I did straight up lie to you. I know it's going to take a while for you to trust me, I guess. I don't fucking care. Like, whatever. And Clark's like, yeah, it will. And then he he doesn't have anything else either.
1: Well, it's because he realizes Superman could be done with General Lane. This guy's going to be at holiday dinners. Like, it it really does
2: complicate things. That's Yeah, that's the best part of this show is that there's so much stuff that all these people could do if it didn't complicate the other side of their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Because this this is a Marvel show. That, that's what. It, that's why this is better, is because mm-hmm. the the uh, real life names, the human names, are more important than the superhero aliases.
1: Yeah. yeah. How often they make sure to keep Clark in plaid and jeans mm-hmm. to show like Clark is Clark. Uh, Clark and is Clark. Clark. Clark is Clark. And I also like that General Lane when he's like, "Oh, you can't go to Sector 5. and Clark was like, "Why?" He's like,
0: "Um,
2: <laughs> planning a surprise party." <laughs>
0: one you will not like uh we are almost out of time though so let's go to moments of the week ryan what do you got
2: oh shit my moment of the week uh i'm gonna say because i think i had a really perfect one that was gonna blow you guys out of the water but Mm -hmm. it just escaped me so i'm gonna say the moment between lois and jonathan Uh uh-huh Of just like yeah dude this is it's a fucking weird life bro and i thought about dr linda sitting at table with the table with god (laughs) and the devil. Just like, yeah, this, this life is fucking crazy, but we are extraordinary human beings in a superhuman world. Like, we're still extraordinary. Um, I thought it was a good way to be like, if you're at home thinking that Jonathan's going to get powers, chill back on it. Because the actual drama comes from Lois and Jonathan dealing with Cal and Jordan. Clark. Right. Clark. I'm sorry. Clark and Jordan.
0: <laughs> and Mike, what about you?
2: Uh,
1: I have two. They're both
2: Lois moments. One
1: was very funny and it's you don't go snooping in some guy from another world's murder van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. And then Classic uh, mom lowest, shit. <laughs> another lowest to Jonathan is also classic mom shit is uh, when she freaked out we finally figure out what the, the moment was the impetus for her going to therapy. It's you almost died not because you're unarmed because you're reckless and stupid and if you had died it would have been your own fault. Get out of <laughs> <Yeah>. my face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: which
2: is the same thing she said to Natalie which is that's what makes it that much more oh. hard. Oh. <laughs>
0: But yeah, it was each line kind of topped herself on that one of like it would have been your own fault. Get out of my face for the two of like <laughs> like it is your Christ. fault and now get out of my face. So I was like, "Damn girl, get it."
2: <laughs> but he like I got to give it up for jo- to Jonathan who was just like I'm not I'm not I have no comeback for that I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave the room now
0: <laughs> I must get out of your face uh for me it's just like one character moment that we didn't get to talk about but it was how um like you know she went off on Jonathan and Clark's immediate response instead of like I feel like a, it's a very parental thing to like go off on that spouse then for like going off on your kid and he was just like hey we still have a therapist and you should go to them was like, <laughs> yeah. it, it was just like hey that was <laughs> fucking crazy <Smooth>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Superman and Lois is on Tuesdays on the CW that was our last show for the pull list so coming up next it's Extaz <laughs> Welcome to Eggstaz Mania Bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in depth, episode by episode look at Fox's Seminole, an underrated early morning soap opera from the mid 90s X Men, the animated series. X Taz unleashes its full weirdness with Mojo Vision, a ruthless inter- inter- interdimensional TV producer with clockwork orange eyes and metal spider legs. Mojo kidnaps the X Men when his star, long shot ratings fall- start to fall. The team is broken into duos and have to go on various death-defying adventures, or Mojo will have them taken out poignantly. And then we get a Savage Land check-in. Uh, you guys, before all this, we do got to start. It started with a long shot um, intro, and for briefly, did you guys read it as long shit? <laughs>
2: like, this before, is your hardcore <laughs> hitting opening this question. This is
0: opening question. Like, before Sorry, the O, <laughs> it was like a bullet coming, and before that target came on, it was briefly long shit, and I think it was intentional.
1: It could have been intentional. I would watch based on the the opening credits. I'd watch Long Shot that show if they had a spinoff show.
0: Yeah, it's like a mullet Tarzan man in the future. Like I love this guy. I would watch mullet Tarzan man. I would
2: watch all of these shows. Uh, there was a Miami Vice. There was a Star Trek. What was the other one?
1: Oh, the, the X Men spinoffs or the yeah. I Dream of Genie. And yeah. but I, of G-
2: I love how all of these spinoffs started with "What the fuck? What yeah. the fuck is going on?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, but before we get to all of those shows, we do got to get to... Uh, and we start off with our intro to Mojo Vi- Mojo Vision and him just freaking out.
2: Well, it, th- we do have... I mean, we have to talk about in the long shot. We ha- In the long shot intro, we have for one second, and it was enough for me, if you know what I mean, Psylocke. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about Psylocke and my relationship <laughs> going back to my uh, early days. We're talking about like eight, nine, ten years old, uh, Psylocke, who was... I would say always trying to do to Scott what Wolverine was trying to do to Jean uh, wearing swimsuits in comic books, swimsuits that I'd never seen before with body parts that I'd never seen before. Who is my, the one true love? Who is my OTL? Who is my OTP? My one true pairing. Who is my over the top live? It's Psylocke. (laughs) Cassie, go ahead and give me a point.
1: I did (laughs) not notice her. and her. And now I feel bad. I've noticed her in my life, Ryan. I just did not notice her. And uh, Psylocke, whose outfit is so tight, when Olivia Munn played her, it popped. They put it so tight on her, it like popped and could not work. They had to recreate it. By one. it,
2: do you mean Olivia Munn? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Olivia Munn
0: popped. <laughs> She's no more. But yeah, after we do see Psylocke, which was Thank a big you. moment for all of us, we all realize this. We do then see Mojo Vision, and he's freaking out about ratings and everything. Just freaking out as Mojo Vision do.
1: I want to shout out to X-Taz for, this feels like a season seven. How weird this episode is. It does not seem mid season two.
2: I like, (laughs) I can't imagine what our gentle young brains were thinking. (laughs) I mean, I probably didn't watch the rest of the episode because Psylocke popped up. But for the rest (laughs) of you, uh, this is like 12, 25, 100 issues of shit all rolled into one. How uh-huh. this should be its own show. Mm-hmm. It tries to sort of be, but in twenty minutes or nineteen or eighteen minutes, because Exta has loves to cheat <laughs> yeah. and add more commercials. There is so much psycho shit in here.
1: Yeah, and the the, the, the tone is different. There's like doo, 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 every time he the walks the whole time through the background, <laughs> like and, and it, it is elevated. Long long shot calls Mojo a solo sadistic bag of pus. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he smells. Uh, it, There's like, no way it,
3: Mojo doesn't smell. Yeah, oh
1: that that guy reeks. <laughs> And he's like chug, chugging Pepto Bismol. Like th- there is stuff going above kids' heads. It feels like Mojo, and maybe he was like this uh, also in the uh, comics. But it feels like somebody had bad history with TV producers. Yeah, all out in this episode.
2: I would. I think that Mojo stinks. Like if you broke your nuts and you wore a cast on your nuts for two years, <laughs> and then you took it off and smelled the cast. That's what Mojo smells like.
0: I can see that. Yes. Speaking
1: of personal experience. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I broke my nuts, all right? My <laughs> nut breaker. Now I have to admit it.
1: When 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 Mojo, the the X-Men are like having a normal day at the mall. They're trying to buy a new TV because Jubilee fried theirs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh and when Mojo starts fucking with them, Scott doesn't leave. The rest like, kind of start chills. to walk away. He just starts yelling at the TV and shooting them <laughs> instead of just leaving the room that the dude is stuck in.
2: The, the salesman straight up says, how did you break your TV? And he's like, goddamn Jubilee's fireworks. <laughs> like, man, this is just a guy at the mall. He's not going to know what that means.
1: What does it mean? Also, and
2: then- Scott and Gene... Can we fucking not hold hands for two seconds? You're adults? You're not fucking <laughs> eighth graders dating for the in like the first two weeks. Stop holding hands when you're TV shopping.
1: Yeah they are- well, Scott has to so because if he doesn't, Wolverine will swoop in there. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah your mind now
0: but i do like that they did make him get discovered at the mall like out of all the places like the x-men go to the mall and they got discovered there by him and they do end up like casting that's where he they get casted and by casted it's just captured and brought to their land or whatever it's the future i don't even know it's so bizarre
2: but but, mojo takes everyone but cyclops and what does cyclops do because he is our king he is the leader of the team he just starts firing at random tvs (laughs)
0: He Whoa. also, at one point, like, Jean got, like, hit too much or something. Like, Jean passed out.
2: Uh, Gene does run away, and something Trip- is plugged in <laughs> in front of her, and trips and falls down for the 35th consecutive episode.
0: Out of the one cord in the whole freaking oh, store. <laughs> but then he just, like, gently places her on a bench, still in the room where this guy can be, but, like, then just walks back to the TVs to shoot them. This man is wild. <laughs> But yeah, they do get captured. They get sent to Mojo Vision land or wherever. And that's when they see it's like an arena of people just wanting to be entertained.
1: He he meets that. They're just watching TV shows. His producer star meeting with the X-Men is in an arena. That would be boring. Nobody wants to watch the legalese. <laughs> yeah. but just put on the show.
2: Like, and they're... This is a production meeting in front of all of the audience.
0: Yeah. And it's weird to have them see like, what goes behind it. Like People should just be in front of their TVs. I don't know why there was this arena, but there is.
1: I, I love that there's arena because that's where he shoots them into their new realities. Mm-hmm. And Longshot just keeps watching from the corners. Not because he's a hero. he is furious. His time slot is getting replaced. Yeah. I mean, is
2: this why... This is the greatest show of all time, is because any other show, and rightfully show, and rightfully so, rather, would have spent multiple episodes developing yeah. what the fuck is going on in this planet, and they mm-hmm. were like, nope, twenty yeah. minutes here <laughs> we go to it.
0: You're getting thrown what, in this
2: planet.
1: What was your guys's favorite uh, X-Men TV show? Because we have it's Wolverine and Storm in Miami Vice, right? No, Cyclops and Storm. No, Cyclops and Storm on Miami Vice. In Miami, Rogue mutants. And- thank you. Rogue and uh Beast, Beast are Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And then I Dream of Gene, which is Gene Wolverine. What what show would you watch?
2: I for me it has to be Miami Mutants. Yeah. Um because they never it takes the entire episode for Gene to realize entertainment television. Wait, this is all just this is all just fake. They have a fucking danger room. They have the exact same thing <laughs> as this in their mansion. <laughs> But it takes them all, and for Cyclops and Storm, they're just in a boat going, wow, <laughs> this is weird, but it could be worse, I guess. <laughs> and then the ocean just starts exploding. Like, nobody's dropping bombs <laughs> or anything. It just starts exploding all over them. It's like, like
1: the Water World adventure show <laughs> at Universal.
0: <laughs> That's what, that one was my favorite, because you do have Storm, like the MVP always, the smartest one, and she's just like, well, time to fight these helicopters, and I was like, fuck yeah, she commits. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the thing about the, the weird thing about the structure of this episode, it took me a while to notice, is that any other show also would have put them all in their worlds immediately and then cut uh-huh. back and forth for the second act, nope. you know? <laughs> we watched yeah. three entire short films, <laughs> t- and three entire French New Wave student <laughs> films uh, before we get to the third act.
0: And we do, they all have a different tone. So the first one is pure action, Miami Vice. The second one, I thought it was also going to be pure action, but then Rogue and Beast essentially die in space. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a
1: survival episode.
0: Beast flies out from the spaceship and then uh, Rogue, like, blows up in the sun. And I was like, wow, okay, (laughs) there's a story. (laughs) She saves
2: herself from going out of the big hole in the ship only to go directly into the sun.
1: And, uh... Their ship goes awry because a brood sneaks on, which is, we talked about how Carol Danvers, in the last episode, her face looked like a brood. I think this show is just hinting at us that the brood are coming to X-Test.
2: See, there we go. We don't have fucking time to develop mojo-verse in previous episodes, but what we are doing underneath, right underneath your nose is developing a brood attack. I like that.
0: Yeah. Yes. And then the third one is where we get back to kind of our main plot because Jean realizes that it is electronic images are created by machines and machines can be affected by psychokinetic energy. That's and a that's quote, a, right? That's a quote. Yeah. This and
1: that's science. That's <laughs> a quote by Stephen Hawking.
0: This is what she spent the whole time knowing as Wolverine is just like, I need to protect this woman. I love this woman. And she's like, hold on, energy. I can affect this.
2: She figured all this out while hanging out from a building, climbed up yeah. the building and tripped on a cord immediately. <laughs>
0: Well yeah, so we have her realizing this. She messes with like the control room back in this arena and we that's when we also get Longshot uh setting the X-Men free. And I don't know why we needed both of these to happen, but they did.
2: Can we talk about I, Mojo's performance? Is this roughly what you guys, well, Mike, is this roughly what you thought of if you had seen a pictures of Mo- a red Mojo and now he's animated it, is this what you thought? It, it wasn't
1: I didn't remember being so grating uh-huh. <laughs> and there also with some phrases he uses like he calls long shot boobala there's some things where I was like is this yeah. slightly anti-semitic
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or just semitic even semitic is insulting enough uh, the way I thought of it was Robin Williams voices a uh, Miyazaki character if you sort of <laughs> yeah, squint yeah. that's what it's like yes because it is just nonstop catchphrases from Hollywood agents and producers mm-hmm. in, like, right. a, in a, like a crazy alien tone
0: yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like one of the looney tones, like the appointmently oh, that yeah. he throws
1: poignantly. in. Just <laughs> drop a in there for no <laughs> reason. I do like, uh, long learns how like the system works and how he could free them because Mojo is just yelling in front of again. Uh, A stadium filled with thousands of aliens. He's just yelling how everything works. So Longshot doesn't figure it out. He just listens to the Uh instruction manual (laughs) and handles it.
0: Yeah. So we do, they they essentially, the X-Men get freed and they shoot down like the control room onto Mojo, essentially. Mm -hmm. And just like, you think he's dead, he's not dead, surprise.
2: In a classic move that we saw last week with Legends of Tomorrow with the nuke dropping on the general. Just put a bunch of heavy stuff. Above your villain. And drop it on him. And drop
0: it on him. Always a go-to. And then we get the most wild Savage Land check-in where there's for some reason a photo of the Savage Land. Which
2: I think that's pretty clever. One of the TV shows that Mojo is producing (laughs) happens to be the Savage Land (laughs) show that we've been watching this entire time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so then we zoom into the Savage Land and we see um, just uh, we find one of the mutants' name. It's Sauron and he's attacking a girl. And that's when we find out like nobody will step to Sauron because he is who runs this apparently.
1: No. Yeah. I like Magneto's like, that's Sauron. Nothing we can do. He <laughs> just walks away from the innocent girl.
2: And Professor X is like, yeah, I know you know the name. You named them all and created them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would like you to explain. you s- tell name. me
1: why, right?
2: <laughs> but like, do you know anything about him? I know that. It's, he's sort of like the lizard, but his mutant power is pterodactyl instead of lizard. But uh-huh. also, is he Savage Land only? Like, did he try to make a life in New York? Do you know?
1: I don't know if he leaves the 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 mo- Like, I know I think he has some psychic powers. He like might, well, he's a even pterodactyl, even have, so might, obviously, of course, <laughs> yeah. Like the pterodactyls had psychic powers. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's mainly Savage Land. I also know uh, one of the most famous comic strips strips pages of mojo a panel of a uh, uh, sauron saying they're like you're a brilliant scientist why couldn't you cure cancer and he says i don't want to cure cancer i want to make human dinosaur hybrids
2: <laughs> oh do you mean that panel that's hanging behind you on your wall mike
1: <laughs> yeah signed by sauron not by the artist by the character
2: uh, oh Let me. Uh, we haven't done the x-men villain list in a while so first of oh, all shit. we're probably gonna have to move mojo because now Cassie knows who he is. So I, do I don't know. know if that's oh, yeah. up or down, but Cassie's going to want to move him. <laughs> it will move. And I'm interested to know where Sauron's going to go onto that list, if it's top third, middle third, or bottom third.
1: Probably know in a couple of episodes. Well, no, we get 30 seconds to Savage Land, so like yeah. It's going to be a episodes. while.
0: Until <laughs> <laughs> like I can see his full power, because right now I've mainly seen him fly and shoot like lasers at a chick or something. I don't know what he was...
2: That's dope. And then Mags and Charles, they point at like a building, and Charles yeah. is like, Is that where you will tell me how you created (laughs) all of these things? (laughs)
0: Maybe. And that's our episode, which, what a wild one it was. We're going to have a bunch of awards to give out, so let's go ahead and go to that. Um, As always, let's start with most 90s thing. And Mike, let's start with you. What do you got for it?
1: It's uh, Once again, we get a Punisher because uh, he's who's trying to kill Gene and I Dream of Gene, and not only is it the Punisher, now he's wearing a headband, like, flapping in the wind mm. while, while trying to shoot at her, and it's, it's oh, man, it's so
2: fucking is 90s. Is Punisher the 10th X-Man? Like, does he have more appearances than anybody <laughs> other than our main cast?
1: He might more than Jubilee.
0: It's more, it's Llama Guy, Punisher, Jubilee. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Did we talk about the fact that when, uh, the X-Men is pitched to Mojo. Somebody pops in the VHS and plays the X-Men TV uh, yeah. show intro. <laughs> God damn so it, bitter. that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spinning everywhere, because so I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> it's such a great episode. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for most 90s uh, things?
2: Longshot's hair. Like, yeah, look that at that yeah, shit. glorious blonde mullet that he is rocking, and he acts like the 90s. Like, if the 90s had mm-hmm. a... I don't think this is how Longshot is in the comics. I think he's a little more down-to-earth. But uh, if the 90s had a personality, it would be long shot in this, but specifically the hair.
0: Yeah, that's a very good one. For the most 90s thing, I just have Miami Mutants and the color of the water, because the water is just blue, purple, and pink, just <laughs> to fit the, the full aesthetic. But Ryan, that is, of course, going to go to you. It is long shot with that mullet. That is the right answer. Our next award is Best Gaspline, and I'll start with you, Ryan.
2: Uh- <laughs> So the one thing I knew to be true throughout this and it's hard to find any true norths in this episode <laughs> is that Longshot and Spiral are enemies. And when <laughs> when Mojo gets destroyed, they immediately look at each other and say, "Do you want to fuck right now?" Yeah. <laughs> and they both say yes and then they go to do it and then like they wrap arms around each other yeah. and with Spiral, that's a lie and they go to fuck.
1: Yeah. As they're walking away, Longshot as they're going to fuck, he says, "Did I ever tell you I own out with an actress with two heads?" <laughs> Spyro Spiral says, was she nice? And he goes, yes and no. <laughs> Which is very funny, long shot.
2: X-Men.
0: <laughs> and that's how they know they'll get together, as he was like, I'm in for extra body parts. And she was like, okay, cool. Sp-
2: to- Spiral's a smoke show. Uh, I do have a question, though, mostly for you, Mike. Do you know anything about her? Because I know that no. she, had si- she has six arms and that she is sort of like Mojo's uh, person in the booth. Yeah. And her name is Spiral but i didn't know that she actually spiraled when doing things like she would do this uh, like
0: Doo that,
2: <laughs> i think that was maybe added for the car soon. but i'm not i'm going to do some research
0: uh mike what about you most uh best Gaspline?
1: the long shot credits that we get another killer credits from these creators into it
0: yeah
2: would it have been would it have felt you guys more if uh the opening credits were from the opening credits of the seth brogan Charlize theron movie long shot
1: yes yeah. that would have been
2: up. weirder <laughs>
1: That would have been weird. Okay, I say less weird. But. <laughs> this was in 1993. That movie came out two years ago. Okay, too. that would have like, been weird. Then, that would have been crazy. Why is uh, up and comer Charlize Theron hanging out with this guy I've never heard
0: of? Uh, for best gas blind, I got when um, uh, Mojo Vision's like assistant dude calls him old bulbous one, and it was like a fine comment. Yeah. Like that was like a good comment to make to him, <laughs> and he was just like, yes. <laughs> But um, I am going to give that to you again, Ryan. Shit, I know, I know. He's really he's doing good at this Three one. Three
1: more chances. Three more chances.
0: That's right. And let's see what you got for best use of power, Mike.
1: Uh, Ryan referenced it. It is Spiral as the producer, just has all those arms doing everything at once, and man, it was flawlessly mm-hmm. as long as she was controlling it.
2: Not to be like, not to be weird. I already talked about Psylocke, so you can say whatever you want, Mike. <laughs> Were you kind of into her? Did you? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All the things those arms could do.
0: Simply no. Ryan, if, it is, if that is what you have for best use of power, just tell me and I'll pass you right now. But if not, you can go ahead and talk right now.
2: I know this is typically mutant power, but, and maybe this is, I don't know. But my power is Major Domo's ability to deal with Mojo. Just to be <laughs> his right hand man and mm. not want to fucking kill himself yeah like you said cassie he uh has releases by being able to call him bulbous one yeah but that's a fucking terrible job i was done with mojo Mm -hmm. after 20 minutes of one episode for this to be his job The the other side is that when mojo dies or is like fired major domo clearly doesn't care like i don't know if there's a lot of loyalty there but like the amount of mojo that he had to put up with is crazy
0: yeah, and for him to always be finding the talent and the Mojo Vision was like, I've done it again. And he was like, yes, you have. And I was like, there is like, I felt like there was going to be more there, but it wasn't. He was just fine with whatever his role was there.
2: Oh, my God. He's Mike Pence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. They-, they did call it. <laughs>
0: Uh, for best use of power, I have Mojo Vision using his power to not bring Gambit, and like I really, I don't know where Gambit was during this, and I respect the hell out of that. I
2: did not notice that. I've noticed that Jubilee was barely in it. I did yeah. not notice that Gambit was gone.
0: Yeah, they did. They had no use for Gambit in this one, so um, I'm gonna give that point to me. Is more of a point to the writers for doing that. Uh, our next award, LVP. Ryan, what do you got for it?
2: I I gotta go with my boy, Cyclops. You've been around here for long enough to know that firing at inanimate television <laughs> is not gonna do anything bud you're like they were taken to another dimension okay like something went crazy here and he just doesn't he has to do something and it's almost yeah. always the dumbest thing he's just a, he's like a military bro yeah
1: it's just a toxic masculinity bullshit yeah.
0: yeah he's got lasers what else can he do uh mike lvp what do you got <laughs>
1: Uh, mine is Mojo, because like you said, he doesn't scope the talent. Major Doma does. He doesn't run the shows. Spiral does. He does just like crawl around and scream, but everybody else around him is actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is defeated very easily. You just- so.
2: I wonder when practice. this episode came out in accordance to when Aladdin came out. Mm. I wonder if it was right after it.
1: They're what? trying to get, get that energy, yeah that genie energy? Genie energy. No. Yeah,
0: it could be. Uh, for LVP, I do... It, for me, it was Jean who tripped over the one cord Fucking in the TV 18. show. <laughs> like, yeah. There was, like, all the cords should be hidden, and she found the one to all these TVs <laughs> and tripped over it somehow. I uh, bet there was a
2: deleted scene of Scott, for some reason, plugging that cord in. Being
0: yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta save her. Uh, I am gonna give that point to Mike, though. It, it, I feel like Mojo Vision. we got introduced to him. He does suck, so he's gotta be the LVP. Our last award is MVP... Uh, Mike, what do you got for it?
1: Okay, in Miami Mutants, they're in a boat, and then there's a giant button that says, push me. And they're like, what will this do? And it turns the boat into a plane. I'm giving the MVP
2: to boat plane.
3: Danger boat? Plane.
2: Plane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to, to danger boat, essentially.
0: The beginnings of danger boat. That's very strong. Uh, Ryan, what do you got?
2: Uh, it, there's a crowd shot that they use 17 or 18 times. The same <laughs> animation of the same crowd cheering. And in the crowd, you can see a bunch of people with human faces. Aliens with human faces. But there's one uh, human with a human face. Like, they didn't even animate him into being an alien. <laughs> and it's Jack Kirby, the co-creator really? of the X-Men. Okay, oh, And so I'm giving MVP to Jack Kirby, who I think they were like, uh, I think he's dead. But even though... He's dead. I think he would still be upset that we turned him into an alien. Let's literally draw Jack Kirby smoking a cigar just being like, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) And he's, yeah, he's just sitting there. He's not reacting to anything that's going on. He just smokes a cigar. He's like, cool. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look, he was in WW2. It takes a lot to shock him.
0: (laughs) Nothing can surprise him. Uh, MVP, I have just the Savage Land intro from a picture. Whoever created that thing, whoever (laughs) saw that opportunity was like, let me put Savage Land up on a TV. Uh, Genius. I am I am gonna reward you, Ryan, for paying attention to the small details, though. Uh, so that ends ends our segment with this. It is me and Mike tied with one point. Ryan, who decided to kiss his bicep, and I want to take a point away for that. There is three points for him, so he take away won. a point. I still win. I know. <laughs> I can take them all away, Ryan. Oh okay. shit! Yeah, bro. Happy birthday, Cassie. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ryan. I'll let you win this one. Um, but that is it for our show. And no, it's not it's not it it would be no, it you did a lot it's simply not we do have a whole nother segment coming up because i interviewed the comic book club live voice and uh we talk about they have a bunch of shows they essentially make a show for every show that we cover so they're insane so we talk oh, about so
2: we're efficient
0: yeah,
2: yeah no we're failures
0: that's what they have full that's what on.
2: they said straight up you guys are
0: failures <laughs> they looked us in the eye and then told us we're failures um, so we just talk about like what that is like. It turns out the key to that is making your kids do the work, which is very good. So, um, And we do a speed round with them. That's fun. Uh, so we'll listen to that interview right now. We are back. And during that last break, I walked over to another studio. I'm actually in the Comic Book Club studio. I came over to talk to the New York Comic Boys, Pete, Alex, and Justin. Woohoo! They are... Uh, they are fellow podcasters, and I would say comic book nerds, uh, and I would say they have what I would describe as a bit of a podcast empire. I'm going to try to list a, a list your guys' <laughs> of shows here. You guys are wild. So you have multiple shows, including Riverdale After Dark, Marvel Vision, American Godcast, Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, Inside Legion, Lock and Key and Lock, Star Guys, Let's Hear It for the Boys. You also do a weekly live show. Called Comic Book Club, and like you, I'm sorry, I didn't list it all, but I hope you guys can forgive me. I don't, I don't have the long capacity to list everything.
4: <laughs> Alex is a sl- is mean and makes this to them all. Sorry, all of them. I, I keep the I keep Justin and Pete
3: locked in the Comic Book Club Studio, which, as you established, that's where we are uh, until they finish recording their podcasts.
0: <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. And how are you, like, do you pay these guys or is it just like off of food?
3: (laughs) Um, We get no
4: food, no No. money, somehow.
0: Every
3: once in a while, I slip like a little slice of hab under the door for you guys to eat. <laughs> oh, ham day is the greatest! <laughs> is
0: it just? It's like loose ham slid under the door with yeah. all the dirt on it.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If the podcasts are really good, they also get a slice of Swiss cheese.
0: Oh wow! And I like thank you for giving me my slice of ham to come in here too. Like I appreciate that. I really feel like I'm in with you guys. So anytime,
4: nice. Cassie. Anytime. <laughs> the first one is free. That's uh, that's how he gets you.
0: <laughs> then after that, thank you for the heads up. All right, I'll, I'll introduce each of you guys individually here. Um, as I introduce you, if you guys can just share like your superpower that you have to be able to do all of these shows. So like I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start with you, Alex. Like thank you first of all, thank you for making the time and coming on. And uh, what like what is your superpower? How are you doing this?
3: Oh boy, never sleeping. I think uh, that's basically <laughs> the long and short of it. I- I've talked about this on our podcast before. And I kind of hate, I don't know if this is a superpower or super detriment, but particularly when there's a new episode of a TV show or some news that's breaking right in the middle of the morning, like 3 a.m., my body just automatically wakes me up at this point. Like, I'll just be like, oh, I'm awake. What's going on? Oh, new episode of The Mandalorian. Time to head to the TV and watch it. So there you go.
0: So it's like. It's like a Spidey sense, but you have it specifically for anything. In yeah, it's characters. like
3: a Spidey sense, but if Spidey couldn't do anything else for the rest of the day because he was <laughs> trash. <laughs>
0: All right. We also got Pete here. Pete, what is your superpower, my friend?
4: Uh, I, I run on rage. Um, you know, mainly anger keeps me going.
0: It's the most powerful like fuel source I've found, yeah. so like that's good. Yeah. all right, uh, so yes, thank you guys for joining. I do want to start this off with like,, uh, since you guys do cover so many shows, I'm interested to know, like, how do you pick the shows you want to cover? Is it just if it's based on a comic book?:
4: We don't get to choose. The, the That's ham slot right. people yeah. don't get to choose. That's How does 100% Alex not true. this? No, it's it
3: It's a group decision. It 100% is. No. Except, sorry, it's a me adjusted decision, and then <laughs> <They're> <laughs> hammering down Pete until he's like, fine, whatever, I don't even care, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think first of all, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, first of all, it's comic book based, because what we started with was Comic Book Club, this live show. Obviously, nobody's doing live shows anymore, so we're all virtual, but... Uh, it started with that, and we always tried to let it come out of that. The second podcast that we did was Riverdale After Dark, because we talked about Archie Comics on the show. We thought it would be fun, and it looked like a crazy dark reinvention, which it is. So we started doing that. That kind of hit and did really well, and we had fun doing it. So we started leading it to other shows. I, I think the one exception kind of is sort of American God cast, just because it's talking about American gods, but we like Neil Gaiman, we're fans of him on the show, so we kind of fudged it a little bit there, even though there have been comic book adaptations. But I think that's kind of the long and the short of it, right, guys? When do we get to
4: sleep? (laughs) It's not enough. I don't. don't. We already established that. Yeah,
0: that's established. It's not
4: fair. They both have children. I have no idea how they are doing this. (laughs) I also that have exactly no crazy. idea how my children are doing Is that
3: what
0: you're <laughs> Alex, are you using your children to watch the TV shows And they have to give you the notes? Are you going off your kids?
3: Yeah, they're basically my interns <laughs> They're the I'm one I'm
4: prepared. like Hey I'm kids, prepared. find some Easter eggs for me Yeah, Otherwise, no ham yeah. Wait, your son did try to do the intro He
3: did My yeah. son, actually uh, They know about Comic Book Club They hug out with Pete and Justin on a boat We did a comic book convention on a boat once. Uh, so they talked about Uncle Justin and Uncle Pete all the time. And so my son Milo was like, Hey, can I record a version of the comic book club theme? Which he did and we played it on the show and it was It was garbage. Uh, Wow. (laughs) The other thing that I'd say on the other side, more seriously about choosing the shows is there's a lot of shows we just can't hit. Like, just time-wise, there is no reasonable way to do absolutely everything. So part of the time it does come in with, is there have things died down a little bit in our schedule. That, you know, screws us on the other end when second seasons of shows start all coming back at the same time. But things like Invincible, that's, for example, this really feels like we're just using your podcast, Cassie, to force Pete to do this. But (laughs) something like Invincible is coming at March 26th, which is when American Gods is dying down. We're finishing up, very belatedly, our Umbrella Academy podcast. So we're chipping away a couple of things there. So there's a potential gap there to throw something in. But then there are things like uh, a lot of our listeners get on us about not doing a Doom Patrol podcast. Yeah, Doom Patrol, mm. it's a great show. It's awesome. we all love it. We, we all, all love to talk about. it? But just adding another thing there, it just didn't come at the right time. Or much to Pete's chagrin, a lot of the Arrowverse shows, uh, in my mind, there's just there's too many episodes of those. Like doing Riverdale at 22 episodes a season, usually this season's a little shorter, is hard to do because it's just constant week after week versus like a Netflix show that's going to be eight or 10 episodes long. So I don't know. Yeah. That, that's the boring way of describing it. But I, I think there's a lot of different factors that go into that decision.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's what like, that's why we had to do, we do like five minutes of a show and it's just <laughs> like, that's it. That's, that's, that's what you guys are getting. So uh, like salute to you guys for doing a full show on each of them. It's insane. Um And we obviously, like, I know you guys love all your children equally, and by children, not your real children, these podcasts. I know you love these more. Is there a favorite?
4: Well, see, the thing is, uh, I have to say Riverdale After Dark, but the problem with that is that uh, it justifies Zalbin, like, cranking oh. out all these uh, oh. other, yeah, yeah, because Riverdale <laughs> After Dark, like, um I'm dating my girlfriend now because of that podcast, so it's oh, like... Yeah, so I have to I have to say yeah, that. <laughs>
0: Uh, Alex, what about you?
4: The live show, if we wiped everything else
3: away, we'd still probably be doing that week after week. Riverdale is so much fun and so consuming just uh, talking to fans online and everything, but it's so much fun to talk about. If I was to mention one other one that I'm really proud of, the Watchmen Watch, the Watchmen podcast that we did, (laughs) we started off going through each individual issue of Watchmen leading up to the HBO show. And then this was a really intense schedule for us, more intense than usually, but we did it twice a week. We would do an episode, just the three of us, where we'd recap and talk about every episode as was on HBO. And then we'd do a midweek episode as well, picking up with a guest, talking about all the Easter eggs and theories and uh, the literature. They put out, what was it called? PDpedia every week where they had this uh, ancillary material about the show. So that was a lot of fun. It was very intense over the course of, I guess, eight weeks or so, uh, plus the stuff that we did beforehand. But looking back, that's another podcast I'm really proud
0: of. That's what... I'm glad you brought that up, because that's, like, my favorite part of... uh, If we get into, like, WandaVision right now, that's, like, I'm loving good like having that to look forward to every week and just getting with everybody to, like, go over theories, because there's so many Easter eggs in that one, where that one, I feel like, has really brought people together and has made it, like, super exciting to, like, have to wait for a weekly show.
3: Yeah, I love that aspect of it, just the... I, these guys hate me bringing this up so which is why I hesitated there but one of my favorite things about watching Lost back in the day was
4: oh my <laughs> god, oh my god I know, But I, I think
3: for me that was really the first show that felt like that week to week digestion thing that we're talking about where but almost as fun as watching the episodes of the show was the between episodes of the show where people would speculate we'd talk we'd try to figure out exactly what's going on most of the time you couldn't no. at all and that's fine but that was so much fun And getting that sort of experience, I think Watchmen gave that experience. People talked about it. I think Mandalorian gave that experience a little bit, though certainly the storytelling was more sparse there. But that's what I'm getting out of WandaVision, like you're saying, as well, is just this idea that between people going wild with theories and talking about, oh, the comic book source, because they brought up the grim reapers hat was in the headboard. <laughs> then of course we're going to go into the wonder Man's, And it's just like going down these insane rabbit holes that of course, they're not going to do any of that stuff, but it's fun to talk about at the same time.
0: And then we do have, uh, Riverdale's also been going on right now, and your guys' favorite children, of course. So, I want to know, how are you guys feeling about this? Is it a seven-year time jump, if I'm correct? Seven years?
4: Seven years. Yeah, they mention it a lot.
0: It's like a whole new chapter. So, like, are you enjoying to see this next, like, installment for it, essentially? <laughs> <laughs> I see their No. <laughs> no, it's awful. <laughs>
4: That's awful. How dare you time-chomp and rob us of a great, great moment in life? I'm mad about losing seven years of my life, yeah. Well, technically, I mean, for people who aren't watching the show,
3: like we were intimating, they jumped from, they graduated in 2020, jumped seven years forward, and now it's 2021. So you didn't lose that much time, Pete, because technically it was all condensed into some sort of wormhole or something it, like it that. It feels like seven years,
0: man. But yeah, I, it's like... It's reassuring to hear you guys talk about it, because this is how we are on our podcast. Like, one person will love it, and the other one's just like, no, man, not for it. So, I'm glad it's, like, universal across all podcasts here.
4: No, but I'm but glad it- to hear there are other podcasts where people are fighting, because as someone who fights a lot, um, I, I'm glad that, you know, you guys are keeping it real and doing it doing it right.
0: yeah. That's what we've also we have like a fight like a fighting ring underneath our studio. Like I don't know if you guys have implemented that yet, but it it helps a lot. Mm. Um if you guys are down, are you ready for some speed round questions?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Bring it.
0: All right. Uh we'll go in order for this. I'll call you guys out. So First question, if you could be a background actor in any TV show slash film, which would it be? Let's start with you, Alex.
3: Ooh, I don't know if this is exactly a background actor, and it's probably not possible anymore because the show's over, but I always had this dream of being the guy in the first scene of Supernatural who is standing right (laughs) off screen, and when the monster kills somebody, tosses the blood on the wall, and you just get that blood spatter there. That's like dream job but talking about the riverdale thing i think uh somebody actually asked me this the other day and i think uh being a dead body on dr colonel jr's morgue that would be fantastic just him saying (laughs) this body has been horribly mangled (laughs) amazing i'd be smiling the whole time
0: (laughs) and you just get to lay there it's Mm -hmm. a perfect role exactly all right pete which what background character would you like to be
4: Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, take some liberties with this question. I always wanted to be, like, uh, one of the uh, bully kids in the G.I. Joe PSAs who, like, learns a lesson at the end of the episode. Uh, That would be, like, the dream kind of background thing for me.
0: Yeah. And how would you, if you could just show, like, how you would transform, like, your transformative moment as a bully, you're like, oh, I understand. I will be, I will no longer push these kids down. Like, what would be your moment?
4: I was so wrong. I am so sorry.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm I'm ready to cast you right now. That was inspiring.
4: <laughs> Thank you.
0: All right, next speed round question. Which superhero do you think you could beat in a fight and what superpower would you need to do so?
3: Oh boy. I don't know if he's a superhero so much as a vigilante, but I think the Punisher would be pretty easy to take down. All you got to do is pull out a picnic. His one weakness.
4: <laughs> oh my god. Right, Pete. Uh-oh
0: are you having fun pete is this fun Uh,
4: no no i'm constantly this is this is what our show is them picking on me and it's not enjoyable
0: it's no fun Uh,
4: yeah it's not worth the swiss cheese it's not worth the swiss cheese um yeah well first thing i would do is i would be myself and i would run up and punch cypher in the face because there's nothing you can do about it Mm -hmm. he's a ridiculous person and so then I would just then walk over to Stiltman and kick him so he would fall down because I don't like how tall people show off a lot. So that's, that's what I would do.
0: I, I really like that. I appreciate you bringing in that personal rage of hating tall people. Like, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, no All problem. Right.
4: As a short person, it's something that we notice
0: it bothers you you know what you yeah. haven't been having to deal with concerts but every time there's a tall person at a concert you just want to mm-hmm. kick them right at the knees i understand well,
4: you know it's like a tall person reaches something without a step stool and they're a miracle worker they're like whoa ch- you know
0: they don't have that humbling moment of grabbing a chair climbing Exa- up on the counter
4: exactly they're, yeah they're
0: too powerful i understand you <laughs> all right pete i'm actually i'll start with you so that hopefully these guys don't like put some more swiss cheese holes in you okay. um what is a feature uh, a feature that an action hero based on you would have?
4: Uh, I would say uh, the ability to take a punch. <laughs> that
0: is, if I've seen anything during this interview, it's for sure that you do have that feature, my friend. All right, Alex. Uh, Alex, what about you?
3: I mean, just accessories wise, probably a cell phone. I can't get that out of my hand, so it would probably have cell phone action. Something like that.
0: <laughs> okay. The kids would love that, just being able yeah. to... <laughs>
3: wow, that's so cool. That action figure has a cell phone. I've never seen that before.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. He can put it up to his ear the quickest. Like, it's just instantly. It's going to be impressive. Uh, Alex, let's start with you for this next one. Who was your first fictional crush?
3: <laughs> oh, first fictional crush. Oh, my gosh. Kitty pride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, teenage Jewish girl... In the X-Men, had powers. There you go. <laughs> it was her or the Thing.
0: Oh, man. The Thing was a very close one, though, I'm yes. sure. Yes.
3: Close second. Uh, Psylocke is my Really? Answer. Wait. Hold on. Can I just ask, uh, are you talking about, like, original Betsy Braddock Psylocke or, what's it, Quandan Psylocke? After, after she is reborn
4: through the Siege Perilous. Uh, the original original but i appreciate you know that you don't think i'm that old where it could be the second one as well
0: all right final speed round question here it's going to be a real hard-hitting one uh which fictional character do you think you could make into a cake Ooh. Uh, alex what about you
3: I-, I think i figured it out now but i just want to make 100 sure we're talking about making them in cake form not literally stuffing them into a cake and baking them into the cake
4: what? Nope, <laughs> what has been going on in your head?
3: <laughs> because if that, if the latter, tippy toe uh, squirrel oh, he's girl ready so to squirrel. That. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like he'd fit it into a cake. I feel like any oh, human sized superhero would have trouble. Uh, Batman, maybe. I feel like I could probably do a passable Batman head cake. Potentially, the
0: cow helps a lot. Exactly, it's a very good shape. I mm-hmm. like it. Uh, Pete, what about you?
4: Well, first, I want to give a shout out to your teenage moon ninja turtle right there, and say that good. would be. Uh, my answer but the second backup would be blanca in like fireball formation that way when you light it on fire it'd be cooler (laughs) i like it all right
0: you guys that is thank you so much for doing this uh we have talked about a lot of your podcasts but i'll let you guys plug whatever you want here obviously check out comic book live your weekly live show is fantastic uh anything else you guys want to promote
3: I mean, I think that's probably the big thing. We do it 7 p.m. on Tuesdays to Crowdcast and YouTube. So if you want to hang out and chat about any of the shows that we talk about, uh, we have on some great guests. Like, I don't know when this is going up. I could plug a couple of my guests. guess. Uh, but Abraham Reisman, who wrote uh, The Rise and Fall of Stan Lee, which is big biography of Stan Lee that just came out. We're going to have him on this upcoming Tuesday. Uh, we have all sorts of great comic book artists and writers that come on every week. Uh, but beyond that, we do pretty much open Q&A. People send us the most ridiculous questions, like this amazing speed round. Uh, so you yes. can listen to that on a weekly basis. Uh, and then, otherwise, a Dale after dark is usually right after those episodes on Wednesday. We're finishing up Umbrella Pod Academy on Thursdays. On Fridays, we got Marvel Vision or Marvel Podcast. We're going to be doing finishing up Wandavision and then rolling right into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then we got American Godcast and of course our Invincible Podcast, which uh, there's no time. Very excited about. Very excited about. <laughs>
0: It's for sure. Just have it set. Look forward to the Mm -hmm. RSS feed. All right. uh, Honestly, thank you guys for joining this. Uh, We got to go. I got to go walk back to my studio. So uh, I'll see you all.
3: Thanks so much. Take some ham with you. Take some ham with you.
0: (laughs) I I get two pieces of ham. Thank you. I will take that. (laughs) Sorry, sorry,
3: Justin. Not this week. (laughs)
0: We are back from that interview. We're back in our studio. I made the walk over. And I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I'm just going to say probably the best interview we maybe had in a while.
2: Top three Cassie interviews for sure.
0: Top three Cassie interviews. I think we can lock that down. Mike, we can lock that down 100%. Um, since I'll give you some more time to think about it though. And you, if you could do that by telling us, uh, about some websites, that doesn't make sense. But tell me about websites. That doesn't make fucking sense. Tell me about websites. I'll think and tell
1: you about websites. Your popfilter.com is where you can go to get everything we create. Throw a little slash Amazon in the end of that. Your popular.com slash Amazon bookmark that while you're shopping at Amazon. You're also hooking us up with a little bit. Uh, go to patreon.com slash your pop filter to get all kinds of cool things. Uh, cybersprout.net if you want to make websites that are as good looking as ours is go to cybersprout.net your partner for Digital World
2: that was wonderful Mike I feel like they if I don't do all the shit that you just said I'm against cool things
1: you're against cool but things I'm definitely not
2: I love cool things so now I have to go do all the things that you said
1: you want to be cool buy cocaine off of me and then do all the things <laughs> I just said
0: in that order as well uh, Ryan we also have some other cool shows can you tell the people about them
2: Uh, cool shows no Cassie. Okay. But our other shows are of course Movie of the Year, the only show on the internet that uh does the screaming and the science to figure out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. Right now we are working on nineteen seventy five. Mike, wild. What is uh what's what do you think the uh winner's gonna be? Is it the day of the dolphin?
1: It's probably day of the dolphin. Yeah. It's The most hard-hitting assassin movie I've ever seen.
2: It's a 1973 movie, but we're just going to let it win. Uh, That's movie of the year. The other show is Unnatural 20s. Make sure you search for, subscribe, rate, and review Unnatural 20s where Cassie and two of her other friends Uh, roll the dice on life to get them through their early
0: 30s. Hey, rude. Not needed. We do also have social media. Uh, Mike, tell us about that. At
1: your pop filter on Twitter, on Instagram. That's it.
0: That's it. There's some good tweets. We're soon gonna find our real uh, voice over there, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, and you can also subscribe to Patreon, where we determine what our pa- our Twitter voice is going to be. Yes,
1: that, that 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 is a good pitch for Patreon. Other than what I said, is a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> if you want to hear how the pop filter Twitter voice was landed on, you should go to Patreon
0: patreon uh we also have emails contact at your filter you can email us if you're not into social media and let us know what you think about these shows uh how wild x-men is talk to us about x-men we would love that that's our favorite um next week especially about
2: gambit <laughs> fuck gambit defend
1: gambit if you're a fan of gambit <laughs> fucking defend yourself
0: if you think you can defend gambit come into our email contact at your filter next week we have a. cassie Q- hold on yes
2: deep breath this is insane
0: Is this the biggest show that
2: we've ever had in our history? Next next week. Next week. week.
0: There was one week where we had two main events, and that one was a big week, but I think this one might also go for that. We have the premiere of Loki happening. We've all been waiting for that. Also, the premiere of Sweet Tooth with a series finale of Jupiter's Legacy, the return of the Shushi Awards, and the musical episode of Lucifer on the biggest episode ever. All of that is happening. It's insane. We're going to be doing it next week. you got to tune in for that. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. Bye, everyone.